don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. What is going on, you guys? We are back with episode three. I'm Ben Gumnett, here with Tyler Kepke, and this is Attack the Rack. We are uh, really enjoying this. Tyler, what would you say you've kind of enjoyed the best about this so far? Um, Honestly, it's been like fun to like, you know, do research and be even more up to date on stuff. Like, I mean, the reason why we started this was because you and me are pretty up to date on basketball we, stuff we but enjoy i just it. <laughs> i just like really enjoy like the grind i guess but like it's really cool to hear um feedback i keep getting feedback um from people and that's just really really awesome and so i just first of all want to just right away up front say thank you to everybody who's already listened um yes. to our our two episodes and who are is listening now um we're just really really thankful for you guys and your support Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening, for your input, and uh, make sure you share and like our pages. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we finally got on Spotify, and I'm Tyler, I just got the TuneIn application today, so we're going to be on there soon as well. Nice. If you guys listen to the podcast, check us out. Um, we, we love to see uh, input and uh, always be getting better. So For sure. Uh, today got a couple of things we're going to talk about first of all being more local news uh, yeah. and information on one of the top recruits in the nation and uh tyler tell us a little bit about this yeah if you guys don't young man. yeah if you guys don't know um i can't even remember in my life and maybe somebody who knows you know more than i do please definitely let me know if I totally gaffed this one, but I don't remember a time when we have had a top three high school basketball recruit that's homegrown in Wisconsin and right here in the Milwaukee area. I mean, it's crazy. Jalen Johnson, if you don't know who he is, go check him out. He's a 6'9", 200-plus pound, small forward, um, and he goes to Nicolay High School. Him and his brother, Kobe, um, who is yeah he he's younger um they both go to Nicolay and even an, even a guy uh uh Jamari Sibley he's another guy three players on Nicolay High School uh on their team got D1 scholarship offers um so if you definitely if you're trying to like do something local if you're trying to watch you know some high school basketball um do something a little bit more low key casual definitely go check them out um they I mean they're great Watching, I mean, just watching some of Jalen's highlights, I mean, the guy is, his vision is phenomenal. He passes, his passing skills are just great. They're fantastic. And then, of course, he's got a really good mid-range, too. He's very mm -hmm. athletic, very long, um, which obviously you're 6'9", you know, you got, you got some length. Um, so he's, he's, he's a really, really well-put-together package. Um, and he's number three in the 2020 class. So, like I said, I've never in my life. And that's crazy. Yeah. And I've never in my life, like, remember a time where we've had that highly um, regarded of a high school recruit here in Wisconsin. Um, it's and so it's nice. He finally moved closer. He was in Sun Prairie before. Right. So yeah. 
we could actually go see him play. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. Yeah, I plan to. I mean, I'd, I'd love to go watch him um, once the season picks up again. Um, but yeah, like he, uh, he obviously being number three in his class, like he um, has scholarship offers everywhere. Um, he could go to wherever he wants to go. But he actually just recently released a little video um, not too long ago where he narrowed his choices down to four schools. And those four being Arizona, Duke, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Um, but, um, dude, yeah, I mean. Stay in Wisconsin, though? I, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I, dude, if I was, if I was him and Duke okay. was offering me a scholarship to go play for Coach Kate, there's something really, really special about that. But, okay. dude, I mean, okay, out of, out of those schools, though, you know, which is, does any of, do any of those feel weird to you? Like, do any of those sound or feel a little abnormal? Like why, why is that um, school there? I think, well, you know, obviously Wisconsin is such a big draw for anybody that grows up here. You grow up watching the Badgers or Marquette or any of those teams. So any kind of offer from those, those schools is really uh, uh, exciting. I'm sure for him. And that's why I'm sure they're on the list, but I think Arizona is kind of, weird <laughs> it is and i'm not it's a different like i mean they're they're a good team and they have they've historically had good runs but not like they're not at the top of my list you know personally i don't think most people's either yeah why well, you, okay but they would why would he even be on that list for arizona i don't know man it's it's to me i think it's really really abnormal i mean i mean they did produce or uh you know they with DeAndre Ayton, he was the first pick of the draft last year, and he came from Arizona. So, I mean, they're, they produce good players. Yeah, um, true. But, but the reason that I find it really abnormal is the fact that um, there is a massive scandal surrounding the school right now. Like, a ridiculous one. I mean, you know... Arizona? Yeah, in Arizona. Like, you know, all of, like, the FBI investigations into, like, tampering with recruits and, like, all that kind of stuff. All the laws that are, go, you know, go way over my head. Um, (laughs) But Arizona is caught up right in the middle of it. And, like, um, there's an article. There's an article um, from SB Nation that I found that talks about how um, there's a story that was posted on, on Yahoo!, and it focused on the head coach, Sean Miller, um, and the program's connections to Christian Dawkins, which if anybody knows who that is, um, he is a sports agent who has already been found guilty in one federal bribery trial. And he faces wow. another one. Um, or he already, I think he already faced another one, which I, I, off the top of my head, don't know how that one went down. But I know he already is for sure found guilty in one. And the wow. report, though... The report, though, what it does is it actually says that Miller could be found um, to be one of the several college coaches that are subpoenaed to, to testify. Um, hmm. And there's, a, there's like a, an alleged wiretap that involves Sean Miller, the head coach of Arizona, that is pretty incriminating. Um, I mean, it basically talked about how Sean Miller agreed to pay DeAndre Ayton ten thousand dollars a month and 
again, I mean, if you want to ask me what my personal opinion is, um, I, I think that college players should get paid. Okay. I think, I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar platform where they are the one so and funny. only draw, you know, but yeah. like, but that's beside the point. Unfortunately, that's beside the point. Cause right now, I mean, the laws are right that, now it's illegal. Right. Right. And there's been coaches that have, you know, lost their jobs already. You, yep. you look at, you look at, um, uh, seems to be every year we get a new one. Yeah. Who's the guy from Louisville though, man? I can't think of his name. Uh, Patino. Yeah. Patino. I mean, the living legend just up and caught up in these bribery charges. And then there you go. He's gone. And that changes yep. the whole face of the, the organization and the team. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, really like, why is Arizona on there? You're, they're so caught up right now. Not anything against them as a school or, you know, the program right. is obviously solid, but does that change if Sean Miller gets caught up in these allegations and finds himself having to be removed? Does that right. change things? Do you want to be, if you're the number three recruit in that class, do you want to be caught up in something like that? I, I don't, oh. Right. Yeah. But this is okay. So that's why Arizona to me is like a little bit. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But I'll mm. tell you which one I think is really, really strategic. Of course, I already spilled the beans a little bit when I said that I really would probably personally go to Duke. So like, right. because Marquette is has been eliminated from the list, and I'm a Marquette alum. Uh, you know, my heart was already broken. But like, <laughs> outside of that, um, you know, I would go to Duke. To play for Coach K, I mean, there's something special about that program. And, and I get that. But how how amazing would it be? You grow up learning, you know, about the Badgers. You're always cheering for them. I mean, anybody that's a high school player here in Wisconsin would love to play. You know, then we've had great coaches here, too. You can't, oh, for you sure. can't not talk about, you know, Bo Ryan and all the great coaches, even, even the ones that we have now, you know, that have – the greatest players that have been here in Wisconsin, that crazy run we had mm-hmm. back in the day, not even that long ago. So I think yeah. it would be amazing, Jalen. Please, you know, stay in Wisconsin. Don't listen to Tyler. <laughs> but do tell <laughs> well, us hey. why you're considering Arizona, because that is weird. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter, Jalen. Seriously, <laughs> let us know what's going on. Anyway, um, Dude, okay, but I, I have to say this, okay, Wisconsin, though, do you remember when, you know, in 2015, when we had our, like, national championship run, um, when Bo Ryan came out and specifically talked negatively about one and dones, and I would, ha- I would be really, really surprised if Jalen was not a one and done. Sure. You know, and so, like, does, has the program changed? Very well could be, because Bo Ryan is obviously not the coach anymore, but... yeah. There, I mean, that that feeling is not that far removed. So, you know, what's the feeling of that? I mean, I don't think I don't I know Wisconsin hasn't had a one and done ever yet. Right. So I think Jalen would probably be the first one. Um, although, of course, you know, Jalen might not be a one and done. Maybe he decides to stay. But I think if you're the number three high school recruit, uh, there's a good chance that you're a one and done. So um, but listen, I, before I'm not I'm not all together against Wisconsin either because it's very very strategic, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so because again I'm a Marquette alum, some other Marquette players recently listen broke my heart. 
the Hauser brothers decided they were just gonna up and leave. Yep. Um, Sam Hauser, Joey Hauser. Uh, wow, thanks guys. My heart is just officially torn out of my chest. Or Tyler. So, I know. Seriously, I'm not getting. I'm not getting Jalen Johnson, and now I've lost the Hauser brothers. So, oh yeah, okay. Um, but this is why I think the. It's strategic for Jalen to go to Wisconsin because the Hauser brothers, while they have not released officially where they're transferring to, they yes. have they have a ridiculous amount of connections to the Badger roster, the current Badger roster. Mm-hmm. So, for example, their dad, so the Hauser's dad, played dad. with Brad Davis Davison's dad in college. Oh. <laughs> So, like, there's a connection there, and they're friends, obviously. Um, both of the Hauser brothers played with Trevor Anderson um, in high school, and they won a couple state titles together. And they're so you're also telling friends. me that they're all on the DMs right now and trying to figure out what they want to do. Oh, yeah. And they're also friends with Kobe King, who was a freshman last year. So, like, this roster is just, like, they all know each other. They're all connected in some way. Right. And the Housers fit in really, really, really nice with them, especially because I also read that the Badgers have only officially signed one recruit for this next year. Why do wow. you do that? If unless you're kind of expecting yep. some two big replacements to come through. Right. And so this is here's here's what starts to kind of piece it all together is what if they're all talking? This is a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but kind of like, hear me out. It's what if they're all talking, okay? Because, well, you know, the rule is if you transfer, you give up a year of eligibility, which means that the Hauser brothers, if they, well, I mean, they're already transferring, but they yep. go to Wisconsin or wherever they go, they're going to have to sit out next year. So neither of them are going to play next year. But that leaves Sam Hauser with one year left to prove himself to NBA, like, GMs. And, like, Joey, Joey, I hear a lot of talk about Joey being a pretty decent NBA prospect, but I have heard a lot less, not saying that there isn't talking, but I've heard a lot less discussion about Sam. And I think, you know, as much as I love Marcus Howard to death, I think there's a lot to say about Sam maybe leaves because it's hard to show NBA GMs that you are an NBA-level talent when you're behind a guy who's going to shoot 35 times a game. you got to get somewhere you can yourself. Right. But that means you're giving up two years. You're giving up one year of your last two years of eligibility to prove this. So you think wherever you are going to go, you think something big is going to happen there, that this is a really, really good opportunity for you. And guess what happens? Not next year, but the year after when they get to be able, when they're eligible to play again. Enter Jalen Johnson to the college scene. Wow. And really, so, that's the only time you, could, you could put together something like that. You always talk about NBA players trying to put together their own teams. Uh, you know, right. college kids, after they sign, you really can't do that as easily because there's just not as many options. When you got right. this young, if they're as good as they, as they are potentially going to be, why not set it up now? That's, yeah. that's not that far-fetched, Tyler. Yeah, so, you know, time will tell, and, and we'll see. I'm sure we'll start hearing things come the summer when we start getting a little bit closer, obviously, to the next school year for the Housers, especially because they got to at least get going in their new school. 
Yeah. But, um, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, I guess uh, let's uh, let's do a little transition. Let's talk the draft. The draft is coming up. The lottery is yeah. on Tuesday. What That's do you think? Big... Is it even worth asking the question? Is anybody competing at all with Zion to be the number one pick, or is that a sure thing? No one is competing with Zion Williamson. It's all about where is Zion going to go. And there's a lot of teams that still have a chance that nobody is talking about having a chance in getting him in the first overall pick. Like, there's such a small chance, but if it happened, it could change so many things. It, yeah. it would be insane. Well, what, you remember when the Bucks these won? teams that are on here, you yeah. got the Lakers, you got Charlotte, you've got the the Wizards, the Bulls. I mean, there's so many teams that have like a one or a two percent chance of getting that pick. Yeah, I mean, compared to the number one, that's only fourteen. Not that that's a, <laughs> it's really close, but it's there. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, like, remember when the Bucks got Andrew Bogut? Right. They did not have good chances. I think they right. were like, dude. I'm gonna. I'm. I don't have this the the stat in front of me. But I thought like they had a two percent chance, something like that. Yep. So and they got it. Right. So you're talking like that. I mean, it is a lottery. Andrew so, Bogut. Like, yeah, I know. And we blew it on Andrew Bogut. We could have had Chris Paul. There, I said it. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it at all, Milwaukee. We're not, we're not bitter. We love we love our Bucks, especially now. Well, we love them now for sure. But man, there have been some hard times. We're here. We made it. Yeah, but we made it. The Lakers, you talk about 2%, are, they're a 2% chance team to get mm-hmm. the number one overall pick. Oh, yeah. Imagine imagine that you get, you get all the talk about all the people that the Lakers are trying to get there to be with LeBron. Now you've got this, you know, the biggest player since LeBron. I mean, how crazy. I mean, and that's, that's the exciting part about it. You know, we're going to find out today as this is being broadcasted, who's going to get that pick. And, I mean, do you there's anybody out there that's going to compete with Zion? In my opinion, no. There is nobody that is as big, as strong, as fast. You would be stupid as a NBA GM to pass on this opportunity. Yeah, I you know, I'd have to agree with you because, you know what, let's just say for an instant, you know, just for, like, sake of debate, okay, that Zion isn't the most talented all-around player in the draft okay he still comes with that huge fan base yeah i mean upside though i mean you talk about skill i mean he is he is bigger size wise like his actual body mass than every other player in the nba besides like oben and he is he is a and he's in just out of high school. He's just one year into right. college. This guy is the sky's the limit. I mean, he's he's bigger than LeBron was when LeBron came into the league. Yeah, and LeBron he's almost bigger than LeBron is right now. I, that's what I'm saying. Like that means he could get bigger. Yeah, could, I know. He could get bigger. Yeah. Well, if see, anything, I mean, I would stretch out and get stronger. Yeah. I mean, I believe me. I if I'm a GM, I don't care. I don't care what happens. If I find out that I won the number one pick, it's Zion. I would just call him literally the day, you know, today. <laughs> I win. 
guess what? I'm just going to call you Zion and be like, guess what, dude? Just don't even worry about it. Start buying a house. You will find you a house around here, okay? Just get ready because you're coming to town. I wouldn't even, I'm not, no, I'm not sitting around waiting. But I was just saying, for a for just the sake of debate, even sure. if you removed skill, like let's say, you know, you know, let's say that you think Ja Morant um, or you think R.J. Barrett Sure. Uh, like, are more talented all around, okay? Sure. I still think that you take Zion because, well, okay, especially if you're a struggling team, you know, because you want some kind of excitement, and Zion brings that. And you know what Zion brings that I think we saw really clear when he got hurt, and Duke was kind of, you know, trying, they were still doing all right, but they were, you know, really struggling. You realized that Zion brought an X factor that that like cold blood we were talking about with Kobe when that presence, you know, when Kobe was in, there was just fear in people. And that's the kind of you get that with Zion. You really do. Yeah. So so you say, well, are we in agreement? Zion's number one, no matter what. Yeah. What about Cam Reddish? Oh, man, don't get me started on Cam (laughs) Dude, I love Cam, okay? Let me just tell you this. From the bottom of my heart. I have to tell you about Cam. My brother thought that Cam should go number one overall. Now, this was before the the March Madness, but I'm calling you out, Isaiah. It was you. You said it. I could not believe it. I was like, Cam Reddish? That's shameful. I'm going to have some kind of explanation. He told me, he's like, he's got so much upside, but. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you something. But I'm just going to say this. Should I he have love here? Uh yeah. That's it. Uh, listen. If I love I love Cam Reddish, okay? I love him. I want I was I was pulling for him all year. I wanted him to just break out of that show. I mean, when he but, hit that game winner against Florida State, I thought that was yeah. it. And that was like towards the beginning of the year, but like man, when he did it, I was like, oh, "Okay, here we go. We're about to see Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Mr. Reddish is going to be introduced to the world for real. And it just didn't happen. And it just yeah. like didn't happen. And then it just didn't happen. It just kept and I'm not you know, listen, listen. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Yes. And he he needs some time to develop. I think he's gonna be a great, great NBA player. And I one hundred percent believe that you will not hear any kind of other statements coming out of my mouth about um cam at the nba i think he's gonna need time to develop and i think that staying at duke for one more year with coach k would have really really done a lot for him and i think you would have seen him be a number one or like a lottery pick in the next year's draft if he would have stayed but you know what hey i like i said i i think he's gonna be great i can't dog on him for making a decision for his career and right. I mean, like, listen, he should be in the NBA. Okay, he right. should be in the NBA. Um, I think he, I think he's very remin. Like every time I watch him, I'm like, dude, looks like looks like Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I was talking with some of my guys too, and you know, my thought on it is, Cam's looking at it from like what you were saying before. He knows he's going to be in the NBA. He doesn't care if he goes number one overall. He's done playing basketball for a school that doesn't pay him. Yeah, he I know. And make some money. He doesn't care if it's not a max contract right away. He believes in his talent. 
we see the talent. It's it's pretty obvious he has upside. Why not go and make some money and develop yourself in the league instead of trying to be the number one overall when you know that you could at least make some money now? Oh, not you know, even some money. You're gonna make you're gonna make exactly. stupid money. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I'm not hating on him, but I just really I kind of wanted him to wait and hold off just to like be better prepared. So that the when smart, he transitioned the into the NBA, he'd be ready. Person would say that kind of a thing, but he he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he makes five hundred thousand dollars that first year. He just wants to go and play basketball and get paid to do it and work on it. You know, one hundred percent. I think you know that's how I see it for what he wants to do. So power to you, Cam. I hope you do well. Yeah, for sure. Oh, but for sure. I'm a big fan. I, you, I, I'm not trying. I and mean, I want to make it clear. I don't hate on Cam Reddish. I no, just no. wish that he would have developed a little bit more. But I. Love him to death, and I, yep. I think he's going to be great. But, Absolutely. you know, with that said, though, okay, I, before we transition out of talking about the draft, we're all, we're, you know, we're both Milwaukee fans. We're both Wisconsin boys, you know. Yep. Um, I feel like we'd be a little bit, you know, off target if we didn't ask at least who or at least what type of player should the Bucks target in this draft. Wow. Because obviously they're going to have a low pick. Yep. So you're not going to get like you know you're not going to get a nice refined player. Um, in fact, they're going to probably have to take a gamble on somebody. So who do you yep. think? Who do you think um, they should, or or what do you think they should target? You know, I think it's it's something that you know we look at what we do best. We get big guys. I think we get somebody to replace Pau Gasol once he retires from us. <laughs> we get a we get a big physical thon maker kind of guy and Dude, I know give up give it up those types of players but that's that's what i think we got to get those guys that have big massive potential and we we run with it because we have so many guards right now we don't need we have we have young guards we got seasoned veterans we got all-stars we don't need more guards to work on right now we need to continue with our big guy trend we got the older big guys let's get some some athletic specimens and and run with it I just want to let. I call. just want to say. I just want you to give it up with Son Maker. That dude was. <laughs> Wait, just, that's I'm a, so that's happy another that podcast guy. episode. Yeah, that's we'll another, just let it be known. <laughs> yeah, we'll just let it be known for future podcasts <laughs> that I have never been a fan of Thon Maker, and I'm so glad he's in Detroit. There. This is okay. Long, long time. Yeah. Long time feud we've had here. Right. I'll tell you what, though. I think I'm going to have to disagree with you. Okay. Like, I think what we do best is attack from the perimeter and make ourselves dangerous on the perimeter and then open up the lane for Giannis to just be the Greek freak. Okay? So, dude, and you know what? I I was not a fan of him. And I was not a fan of his team either. I was, I was just so angry when Virginia won the title. So mad. Mm. But I'll tell you what. Kyle Guy proved that he can shoot the ball. And yeah. that he can do it on a big stage. And you know what? I, he's going to be available. By the time the Bucks come around and they're on the clock, he's going to be available. And I think if you're going to take a risk on somebody, 
take a risk on somebody that has proven themselves on a pretty big stage. That is a big stage. <laughs> and only can the shoot the three and can shoot the three with the best of them that's coming into this draft. And yeah. you know what? I mean, honestly, when you're picking that low in the draft, nothing is a guarantee. Dude, nothing's a guarantee in this draft, honestly, outside of the top three, if you ask me. Sure. But that's how college basketball has kind of been trending, though, I think, too. It's not as. It's not as defined. Even the teams that made it to the tournament, you, outside of Duke, there really wasn't a lot of, you know, in my mind, it, there was just, it was so back and forth the whole season as far as talent and how teams were playing and, and teams that would lose to teams and you just kind of turn around and it's like, what? Who lost to who now? You know, I think that's kind of the way that it's going currently. Yeah. Right. They're not as consistent as they used to be. So it's right. hard to know why is that and how do you determine who's – who's the best teams now and how do you determine who the best players are because of who they play against? Cause it's, right. it's changing a little bit. That dynamic yeah. is changing. So yeah, I would agree. It is, it is kind of a toss up outside of those top couple picks that everybody talks about. Right. So yeah, and that's, I mean, why that's I'm very saying. possible. We could get Kyle in that late round and who knows? Yeah. I mean, why not? That's what I'm saying. Why not? Why not go get yourself another shooter? Can you imagine, like, Dante DiVincenzo, who I'm a huge fan of, gets himself healthy, comes back, and you have, like, off the bench, right? You're going to have Connaughton. You're going to have, um, you know, you're going to have Brogdon. um, You obviously have Middleton. um, And, you know, we got all these three-point shooters. And then you add in, and then you add in another one. For a lot of free agency, we'll have to get into that uh, another podcast. But oh, I think we'll sign. If you're if you're talking about if we're going to sign Middleton, I think we're going to sign Middleton. <laughs> I think Middleton wants to be here. I think Middleton and Giannis have a pretty good relationship, and I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna stick I, together. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope really so hope. too. Let's let's do some off the cuffs and then let's close it down. Give me give me your off the cuff first. Okay, I got you. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Hopefully. All right, it's a, it's a little bit long, so just okay. hear me out, okay? So after, I, and, and I'm, we're going to go back again. I know that round two of the NBA playoffs is closed down, and it's a little bit old news, but I, I kind of I really want to hear your thoughts on this particular one, okay? All right. After everything that happened in the Warriors-Rockets series, you know, with all, like, the crying um, yes. In game one from the Rockets, right? Uh, about the fouls and the refs and whatever, right? And then all, and the week starts from Steph, okay? Yep. Obviously, we know how Steph how that finished. Changed. But that is why it leads me to ask, what was more strongly impacted? Was it Steph Curry's legacy for the better or was it Harden and Chris Paul's legacy for the worse? I think it was more impacted for Harden because you're talking about so much last year was, well, if we would have had Chris Paul, we would have been fine. And now we're back this year. Everybody's healthy. Uh, they win some some big games. They bring it, you know, down to this game. They're there, and then they they lose it at the end. So, in my opinion, you know, Curry's impact on the game has 
to me, Ben, it's already happened. He's already, you know, the guy that we're always going to be talking about that broke basketball uh, for everybody. And the impact that it has on Harden, I think, if anything, this affects his and Chris Paul's legacy as far as where they stand. You know, again, playing against the greatest team, but they they really should have showed up and, and played – that game and, and made that win happen, especially, especially with Kevin Durant out. Now there are no excuses. They screwed up. They missed their opportunity. And that's why they're no longer on their way to the championship. And the, and the Warriors are. So that is my take on that. A 100% bigger impact on negatively on Harden and Chris Paul. All right. Well, there you have it. So my off the cuff for you is uh, I'm I'm kind of chill with my off the cuffs. I feel like I'm not I'm not giving you very hard questions, and I'm going to continue with that because I just like <laughs> to have fun with this. All right. So for me, Tyler, when you are playing basketball, okay, would you rather make a jumper over somebody and do a pull up? Or would you uh, take them to the basket and score on them? What do you feel is more respected? Like, in your opinion, what do you respect more? Somebody that can take it to you and, and score over you in the post? Or somebody that can just, you know, back up and, and nail a jumper in your face? Uh, like, well... Like, what, do you, think, what do you personally, your personal opinion on that? 